0: I do want to tell you about this um tradition that i started with my daughter we've been eating at this little like local cafe for breakfast lately and um on the way there there's this little park that has a tetherball um pole set up uh-huh. and we've been like on our way back home from eating we've been stopping at the tetherball place and you know playing you know three games or whatever and uh like, a couple of weeks ago, I started telling her. I tried to convince her that I've been seeing a, uh, like, a private trainer. Oh, a tether for a tether tetherball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, two days a week for about an hour. And, like, I just mentioned it. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing this private trainer. He's been helping me with my tetherball game. And she's like, oh? She just started asking all these questions. Um, uh, Does he have a name? Uh. <laughs> Like how often do you see him? She just started prying, trying to like, search for any cracks in the logic, and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So she's the testing your life.
1: improv skills.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Calling you out on your shit, which is what kids will do when oh, they're like old enough.
0: But but playing along with it the entire time, as if she's just oblivious. You know.
1: Um. That's amazing. <laughs> That's a good detective.
0: Christine. She's a smart cookie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Now this um, breakfast place you've been going to, do they have soup there?
0: No, they don't have soup. They specialize in waffle. Oh, okay. But it's, a, it's more of a really cool hangout spot. It's like really, um, I don't know, welcoming. There's lots of people of questionable gender that work there and, Hang out there, and they serve like gluten-free, dairy-free waffles,
1: Oh. which are
0: actually like just as good as a regular waffle. They're delicious.
1: Are they dense? And
0: the price- Yeah, they're dense. It's like Belgian waffle yeah. style, it's but just... they're not. No, they're not like overly dense. They're still like fluff- light and fluffy in the oh, middle. Okay. They're actually really good.
1: You know mm-hmm. how sometimes that gluten-free baking it gets real dense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: But anyway, but they're good, and um, they're really inexpensive, and it's just kind of a cool hangout spot to go to. It's called the Red Elm
1: Cafe. All right, shout out to the Red Elm.
0: There you go. And then I do have a pup date. This is a pup date, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hit record. I I remember when I was like, oh, I'm going to do a thing, and then I'll hit record. I actually just hit record.
0: (laughs) Good, perfect. Then I, I do have a pup date about um, the soup place that I go to, Infinite oh. Soups. I misreported that they have like 10 or 12 different varieties of soup every day. They actually have more like 16 or 18. What? Every day. That's yeah, a lot of
1: soup.
0: That's a lot of soup. I think some of them use kind of the same base. Like they might be like, okay, we're going to have this, um, I don't know red beans or something, and then we'll make, like, a sausage and red bean soup out of the base, but we'll also make, like, a southern, uh, beans and, you know, greens.
1: Oh, okay. So they can kind of make,
0: you know, they can kind of split it and make multiple soups that way, but...
1: They're making them all in-house, right?
0: Oh, they're making them all in-house, yeah.
1: Some of them last
0: for a couple, three days. You'll see the same soup on the menu for like a couple, three days. But, um, yeah, that's a lot of soup to make.
1: It is a lot that's of soup lot. to make. Um, you got to keep stirring the pots.
0: you um, got to keep stirring the pots. I guess they make them bake, baker's hours style. Like they show up at 5 in the morning and just start making soup, and then the place opens at 11.
1: So Whoa, okay. Because sometimes yeah. soups, they get better the longer they sit. So maybe you don't want it the first day it's on sale. Maybe you want it the second or third day. If you want to gamble on them having some left.
0: This is true, but there's no guarantees, Sydney. No guarantees in soup or life.
1: That is true. Um, That's why I like to uh, wait to buy things or try things until they're gone. And then just uh, my whole life is a shrug going, oh, well, I missed that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every time. It saves me a lot of money.
0: yeah, well, that's that's true. Procrastination is good for your budget.
1: Uh huh.
0: It's just like wanting to see a, a movie while it's out in the theater, and then just sleeping on it for a couple of weeks, and then it's gone, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, whatever.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm gonna wait till but, that comes out on uh, on demand, and then you go, oh, I don't know, and then you just wait till it's on Netflix for free. I have a
0: great movie recommendation for our beloved listeners.
1: What is it?
0: Last, last night I saw The Dead Don't Die.
1: Okay.
0: Have you heard of that at all?
1: No, what is it and where do, where did you watch it?
0: Well, I saw it at the local kind of indie film house. Okay. Um it is kind of an it's an independent film but it has like this star-studded cast, Bill Murray, Steve Buscemi, um freaking uh, I'm getting too old for this shit, guy. What's his name? Danny Glover. Oh, um, yeah. Iggy, Iggy Pop is in it. I mean, it's like...
1: A who's it's who. It's crazy...
0: It's a great cast, and it is hilarious. It's, like, dark and hilarious. It's great.
1: And what... So what type of movie? Give us, like, a rundown. What sh, What can we expect from this movie?
0: Oh, it's a B-horror film about oh. zombies. Yeah, it's a zombie fl- film. It's... It's, but it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, you have to see it. You okay. just have to
1: see. I like a zombie yeah. movie, so I'm willing to watch it. I like anything, I don't really care about like the zombie action per se, you know, I don't need anything that no. gets my heart racing, but um, I the, like seeing how yeah. people manage themselves uh, in the wake of some sort of disastrous government or societal collapse. Um, so that, I think that's mostly why I like zombie movies. But I yeah, I do well, like killing one, yeah. them at the arcade. I love the uh like Walking Dead and House of Dead arcade thing, so I, I'm a killer.
0: Uh, uh oh. Don't get me started on a- arcades. I've been going there lately a lot too. But this this zombie movie is very campy and tongue in cheek and like breaks the fourth wall a bunch. Mm-hmm. So it takes it you know, it takes itself with a grain of salt. So don't expect just like, oh, this movie's trying to scare you. No, it's it's more of a it's 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 a little more phantasmagorical, I guess. Uh, it's just um, it's a weird deep dive. It's fun um, and hilarious.
1: And what's it called again?
0: The dead don't
1: die. The dead don't die. Okay, I will. I'm willing to check that out. I like a I like a good time, and I like that it's not trying to scare me because I'm not. I've never been a, like a um a horror movie person, and it's weird. I know a lot of women who have anxiety problems who love horror movies and it's always seemed weird to me um <clears throat> like so you're you're intentionally enjoying you're getting this response from yourself i just always am like what i want something that makes me feel good
0: well that's a, it's the same thing like with people who like to go on roller coasters isn't it sort of like that adrenaline chunky, thrill-seeking kind of a thing
1: um, I don't know. yeah, I guess so. And I don't relate to that either because I'm not an adrenaline junkie. Uh, Zach asked me yesterday if I he wants to go to Catalina Island and he's like, do you want to go uh, paragliding or zip line?" And I was like, no, no. Do you know me at all? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I'm not an adrenaline junkie by any. Like means I, I like seeing pretty things in different Art and I like nature, and uh, other than that, I like being at home and making stuff. I don't, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I want a bungee jump. That sounds, you know, like no, thank you.
0: I've been to Catalina Island twice.
1: You have, and what did you do there?
0: Well, once when I was very young, uh, probably between four and six years old, um, a coworker of my dad owned a a little two-seater, four-seater plane that we flew from, like, Long Beach Airport to Catalina and back. And I barely remember it except for the plane ride. Okay. And then when I was, like, I don't want to say 10 or 11, my beloved auntie, Estelle took me on a, um, there's, like, a ferry kind of thing that goes from, you know, like, Newport Beach, over to Catalina, and we went over there for the day, and she, like, paid for me to, like, rent snorkel gear, and I went snorkeling, and it was awesome. It was super fun.
1: Okay. Yeah, my uh, my roommates went there on their honeymoon, and they had a great time, um, but I don't, I think they did zipline. Um, they drink, though, so, you know, that's, maybe when you've had a couple beers, ziplining sounds fun. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I,
0: that's probably all new since I was there. Let's see when I was there last. Let me let me try and pinpoint the year. It was probably 1985.
1: Oh, that so was I'm, a great year. I'm I was guessing one. a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing a lot has changed since
1: then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm 34 now, but, so, yeah, a lot has changed. Um, yeah.
0: Things with ovaries and whatnot. I'm sure Catalina probably lost its ovaries. You know, decades ago. Wow,
1: well, God, I'm jealous. As someone who is uh, <laughs> having some current lady problems, I would, I would, I am looking forward to losing my ovaries. I, I, also have offered them up to any trans person who wants to become a woman. Um, I've got some spare parts you can borrow. because um, they I'll cause me.
0: Up, I'll put up a flat. I'll put up a flyer at the Red Elm Cafe.
1: You should, yeah, and some of the um, gender mismatches, maybe we can uh, do like a swap. I used to go to, I had this group of friends, we'd have frock swaps, where everyone would bring clothes they don't wear anymore, and you put them in a pile, and then you have an afternoon uh, trying on clothes, and you leave with a bunch of new stuff, and you don't spend any money, Um, but we could do something like that with gender. Uh, Because these ovaries, they're nothing but trouble. Um, And it's, uh, the, the summer makes it worse, I feel, because, like, you're already – I'm sure this is thrilling for you as a man. You're already, like, bloated and, you know, you have cramps and your boobs hurt and whatever. But then it's also hot. Um, and it just adds an extra layer of discomfort um, and uh, irritability. And I even – I yelled at Zach earlier because he accused me of farting when I didn't fart.
0: <laughs> I was just
1: – I was just smiling and he, I think he thinks that I'm like a baby, and if I'm smiling, it means I'm farting. And, and so, so he said, "Did you fart?" To which I yelled back, "No, I didn't fart. You didn't hear anything. You didn't smell anything. I don't know why you're accusing me of farting."
0: Oh God! So in case ghost fart
1: fart yeah and it, he's not to, to be fair like he didn't deserve to be yelled at and he's not the first person to ask me if I'm if I'm farting when they see me smiling I think maybe I smile so seldom that uh people assume that if I'm just smiling uh, seemingly for no reason it's because I'm ripping ass and that's not always true it's probably sometimes true um
0: Uh, You're up to something, though. If you're smiling, you must be up to something.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I I would say historically it means I've taken mushrooms, but I haven't had any in over a year, so um, most of my smiles are fart-related these days.
0: It's about time this podcast got back to drugs. We haven't talked about drugs for, like, how many episodes?
1: I don't think I've done a drug episode since Shu left the show. And it's because, I think you're right. yeah, I mean, she was definitely had more toes in that water than I have. And so it kind of sucked that I didn't want to keep the name Simone J. It is her knuckle tattoo. So it would be really fucked up for me to keep that name without her. But I liked it because it didn't mean anything. And then I changed the name to sex, drugs and spirituality, which was our slogan and, uh, yeah, I haven't really touched on drugs lately. I don't know. I might go back into it. I have a couple things on the list. It's just things keep coming up, mostly with perverts. Um, and then there's a couple cults that I'm trying to cover. Uh, I was supposed to have an interview with a self-proclaimed Kanye West expert last week about Kanye Sunday right. service. Um, and yeah. he, he ghosted me, which... It, it, Part of it's my bad because we communicated back and forth. We set up the interview time and date, and I didn't verify the day before. I just assume if we've had a drawn-out conversation about something. Like, when I make an appointment to get my hair done, my hairdresser doesn't text me the day before to be like, we still on for tomorrow? Like, we made the appointment. It's in the book. It happened. Like, it's happening. And then – so the day of the interview it was like 20 minutes beforehand, and I said, "Hey, I texted him. Just don't don't worry about if you block the driveway. We're not going anywhere, so you can park there." And um, no answer, and he never showed up. And um, like whatever, I get it. It was like a friend of a friend. A friend of mine runs a record label, and I asked him if he knew about Kanye West, and he said, "No, let me ask around." He found a, someone who is a self proclaimed expert. Um, and I thought, oh, this is saving my hide. I don't have to research this dude's whole career. Um, but I get not wanting to drive to the other side of the city to do an interview with a stranger for a podcast you don't listen to. Um, like I get not wanting to do that and backing out. It just, uh, it sucks to be ghosted. Um, so I don't know if I'm still going to do an episode on that or not. And apparently there's, I have a bunch of links open to some new LA wellness cult, um, which is probably similar to Nexium. you know so I got a, I got cults, I got perverts. I just haven't really felt the drive to r- read much about drugs. Um,
0: well, hey, speaking of Nexium though, wasn't there a big um, like decision made recently? Maybe you should do a pup update about
1: that. I, a, I do need to do that. Um, I have not been keeping up with the news with it. Something very dark happened in my life, Rob, and I'm going to tell you about it, which is that I uh, I accepted a promotion at work, which is an immediately Uh regrettable thing. And to be fair, I did turn it down twice uh, first over a series of months. And um, the first time I turned it down, my boss hired someone else to do it. And then he wanted to demote that person and give me their job. And I said no.
0: Uh
1: And then (laughs) that person quit. At which point, my boss, who was about to go on paternity leave in like five days, said, hey, can you do this? And I said, sure, because uh, my boss is a good guy. And, uh, you know, thanks to him, I've been getting out of debt and I'm out of my mom's garage and whatnot. So um, I'm a team player, uh, but it, my work days have gone from six to eight hours to 10 hour work days and um there's just all this off hours nonsense happening um i, I it took me five days into doing the new position where i told my boss i didn't want to do it anymore um so uh i have like uh two more weeks left of being the quote-unquote manager And then, uh, his wife, when she's recovered from having a C-section is going to take over all the HR responsibilities, um, because I don't like managing people. Um, I do a really good job of managing myself and, uh, my podcast, but I don't like managing people. It's the worst. And I don't know how people do that for a living because it is the fucking worst, um, so, anyways, that's been occupying too much of my time, and it's really affected my uh, Nexium research.
0: Yeah, well, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah, nobody wants to take over extra responsibilities for what probably no extra pay. I'm guessing.
1: Um, it's, it's, a, it is a nominal amount that's equating to less than two hundred dollars a month extra. Like, right. it's not sure. enough money to be worth. The stress. Uh, I had one night um, a couple of days ago where I I couldn't sleep. I kept waking up with work mares and I'm like, my mind is swirling because um, it's weird. Like I'm an adult and I interact with adults, uh, all five of my friends or whatever. Um, But it turns out most adults aren't very adult-like. And so it's just like having children and it's dealing with personality issues and like I'm like can you please just like show up in the hours that you're scheduled so I don't have to come down on my day off Um, you know I just can I please can I not have to be at a bar uh, at 3 in the morning that would be great Um, but yeah it's just a lot of like and it's like why why is this this way why is this that way and you're just like it, it is and it actually doesn't affect you. So if you could crawl out of my ass, that'd be great. Because I just had my asshole sewed up in December. And you're bound and determined to, like, rip it open again. And my insurance isn't as good as it used to. So, like, let's just leave my asshole alone. Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: That's a, good t- that's a good title for this episode.
1: Leave my asshole. I, it's funny. Uh, it ha- like, <laughs> right after I started this um, new position... Uh, Matt Farley released his episode about day jobs, and it pretty much summed up my attitude towards work, where I work my fucking ass off while I'm at work, and I found a line of work where I, I don't get bothered off the clock, and I don't take any stress home with me. I just go in, I work my ass off, I make money, and then I go home, and my free time is like working out and making art and doing podcasts, um, and so he had an episode about day jobs, and he kind of said you know, that was his jam. Uh, because I, for me, I just, uh, prioritize doing the things that I actually care about <laughs> that make my life have purpose. And, um, unless I had a, a job, you know, working at Sesame street or for the Muppets or whatever, like I don't prioritize, like my work doesn't matter to me. I do a good job because it makes my life easier. And then I go home and I don't think about it. Um, it's just like, it's like an infectious disease have you met people who talk about work a lot when they're not there? And you're just like, dude. It's the most,
0: it's the dumbest. It's the most boring thing ever.
1: It's, yeah. You're just like, I need you to have hobbies and interests because I am in pain talking to you. And you're explaining to me, like, the dynamics between people who I don't know and I don't understand this and it doesn't matter and the fact that you think that this... Like, it can't be interesting while you're doing it, let alone worthy of retelling the story.
0: Um, and they're, they're also taking you into that negative, like, headspace of, like, here, let me, let me make you empathize with what it feels like for me to be at work. And it's like, I don't want to go there with you right now or no. ever.
1: Can we all just, <laughs> you know? like, hang up? our our lab code or whatever like when we leave work because that's kind of my bag is when i it, it my job has so little effect on how i think or act or behave when i'm not there that i don't yeah i just oh jesus yeah it's yeah, the fucking it and it's a, it's a brain disease it's a fucking like brain parasite <laughs>
0: If there's an amusing anecdote you want to share about your day or something, like what this crazy lady said, that's great. But if you're just trying to basically complain, you know, if it's just shop-talk work
1: gripes, then I'm
0: not interested.
1: No, I will tell you, uh, okay, here's a worthwhile work story. So I'm at work on Saturday, and I'm taking care of customers, and there's a really bad smell in the bar, and I'm thinking... Oh, my God, it smells like fireworks. And I, its we're not crowded enough that somebody could be playing with matches or something um, without me noticing. And I'm thinking, holy shit, like, I'm in charge. The boss is at the hospital. You know, His wife's having a baby. And now we have an electrical fire that I have to figure out how to handle. Um, and then, so I'm trying to sniff around to see where the smell is coming from. And I end up going out front. And there had been a really bad car accident out front. Like, people died. Oh. I've never seen a car this incinerated. Like, there weren't seats left inside of the car. The seats were, you could see the metal frame of the seats oh, in the car. But whoa. But it was incinerated. And, um, I guess.
0: like, just like your fallopian tubes.
1: Just like my, my fallopian tubes, which went in an incinerator. Great callback. That's why you're a comedian. Um and so hashtag
0: fan favorite
1: hashtag fan favorite. So I go back in the bar and I am like, God, that's horrific, that's you know a tragedy. And this woman comes in and she's wearing a shirt that says medical like county examiner, examiner. medical yeah. coroner. And I'm like, uh-huh. Oh Jesus, did she? And she comes in. She doesn't want a beer. She just orders a sandwich. And so I go. So are you on duty right now? And she says, what? And then looks down at her shirt and goes, oh, no, no, no. I, I'm not a coroner. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm not a coroner. I just wear this shirt when I don't want people to talk to me. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, my gosh, because you saw that accident out front, right? Right. I thought that you were the coroner and you finished investigating that scene and then you decided to come in here and eat a giant sandwich (laughs) (laughs) and I was thinking man when you're in the business you have a strong stomach that you can deal with that and then say I need a Midwestern style fried pork chop sandwich like Uh, oh yeah people died um so In other news, you did some stand-up this week.
0: Oh, yeah, I did. I did some stand-up this week. First time in a couple, three months or something like that, I want to say. I can't remember.
1: How'd it go?
0: It went okay. I I tried out basically all new material, basically just jokes that I didn't really have a whole lot of feeling for, (laughs) but I just wanted to try them out. And so I went up there with not a whole lot of expectations of success because I didn't feel like the material was very strong. But I just kind of went up there with more of a laissez-faire attitude and just kind of had fun with it. I think it went okay. The the crowd was a little lukewarm. Like, they didn't warm up. I was number 13 on the lineup, and it wasn't until the guys – actually, I turned out to because I got bumped a couple. I was, like, number 15. Mm-hmm. So literally until, like, the 13th guy went up, who was sort of like a semi-pro, um, he went up and actually, like, the crowd kind of warmed up after that. Um, but, so I got a decent response. I sent you the the recording mm-hmm. of it.
1: I and, thought it was uh, your best were... set that I've ever heard. Sorry, I am choking today. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I thought it was your best set that I've ever heard.
0: I didn't get the last, maybe you're thinking from a technical viewpoint but I just the laughs weren't there like the crowd was just not they were kind of stingy with the laughs and that was true of the whole the whole night I stayed there from you know from beginning to end and they just didn't laugh a whole lot (laughs) well
1: yeah fuck those people because you did a good set and you sounded really like chill and uncomfortable and I thought the material was strong so you know (laughs) okay which
0: one what was your what was your favorite joke
1: Rob, don't ask me to remember a week ago. <laughs> I can't... Uh, uh, my my anyway, brain's full of bullshit and nonsense, and I, I will get if, back to a proper, like, neurological functioning level as soon as I uh, retire.
0: As a Patreon, um, what do you call it, reward or whatever, uh-huh. um, we should make it so people can request, if they want, they can they can get an original... Um, post-it note that contains my set list for oh, a given
1: night. We that's, how
0: I, that's how I roll. Yeah, uh, I just put it on a post-it note. Yeah.
1: I, I don't have any Patreon subscribers. I did lower the prices, so there is a $2, a $4, and a $6 level, I think. I don't have any subscribers. That's fine. I might fuck around and make it so people can give me one-time donations through it. Uh, I do also have a Kofi right now, which is K-O-F-I. I also have uh, Venmo, PayPal, and Square Cash, and a Depop store where I sell vintage toys and clothing, but also uh, sex, drugs, and spirituality merch. So I have uh, been selling some merch. Last month it was enough to cover the hosting fees. This month I, it covered most of the hosting fees, Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the point at which it will be, I will break even is far off in the distance, but I'm not, if I can just kind of stop hemorrhaging money as much, um, you know, everyone who follows me on social media, in the bio, there are all the links to give me money, I'll send you stickers and pins and postcards, oh my, um, I will advertise things for you, like Sad Baby Beck, who bought ad sponsorships. Follow her on Twitter. She just got a bunch of stickers made through a, I believe, Redbubble site, so you can buy her merch. um, And you can follow her tweets, which are hilarious. And you know what this um, promotion costs her? $5. $5 for four episodes worth of shout-outs. It is a bargain. Oh, yeah. And I already said this, but I'll say it again. For $5, I'll read if you have a vendetta against somebody you want me to express for you. Um, shout outs, spread the love, spread the hate. Um, I'll I'll do whatever. And it's just for $5, which is kind of a bargain. Um, I, and it, it keeps me from having to sell pictures of my feet on the Internet. So. Um, <laughs>
0: All right, I know we're probably wrapping up soon, but I got a couple of things I want to get to. Yeah, we, we, we have. there's no
1: time limit.
0: Okay, well, we got a pup date for dog petting. Uh, been walking through the park yesterday, walked across the park. In less than five minutes, my daughter spotted nine dogs.
1: Nine? Nine dogs.
0: Nine dogs. Didn't pet all of them. Okay. But uh, she she likes to keep track of how many she sees. And oh. uh, she saw all all range of dogs they're all range dogs there were lap buddies pillow pets um go (laughs) dogs power power pups you got the long-eared dogs with the big flabbery lips
1: Uh uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh i'm literally picturing like seven different types of dogs you could be describing with long ears and big blabbery lips and i don't want you to tell me which one it is
0: <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. You got the picture in your head.
1: Yeah, and I love so it. So there's that.
0: That's a that's a real update. Um, what else? Uh, Scott Mcnulty. Scott Mcnulty, you're you're on notice because I'm calling you out. You're trying to usurp my uh, standing as a hashtag fan favorite it was obvious in his cigar episode when he tried to uh, glorify his personal tobacco use in <laughs> order to gain, in order to gain uh, standing with the audience I find that personally offensive I think he's trying to usurp my role and uh, I'm hereby declaring a pod uh, a pod duel all right uh, with rule. With rules to be determined, um, most holds barred. <laughs> does,
1: uh, this, does this mean I have to do a perhaps. chewing tobacco episode with you?
0: No, no, no. What I'm thinking it's going to be is um, we uh, he and I each add up the um, the downloads
1: oh, for our for okay. our next
0: for our next three episodes.
1: Okay. And whoever
0: has the most downloads wins the pod duel and is gets to in if I win I get to retain my um standing as hashtag fan favorite and if Scott through some unforeseen for, unforeseen circumstance manages to uh get more downloads than me uh then he gets to become hashtag fan favorite
1: and do I I'll I'll make a trophy to award to the winner um
0: oh that's a good that's a good idea
1: the thing is <laughs> okay Scott yeah. The thing is, I don't have any recording sessions planned with Scott coming up because he is always out of town um, because he travels for work. And um, I see his cat more often than I see him because sometimes I stop by to uh, feed his cat and let her out. Um, But uh, I don't know, maybe I'll bug him with uh, topic proposals to get him back in the studio Uh, and, uh, you know, when he's done just being a rambler, being a traveling salesman.
0: All right. Well, it can, there's no time limit on this as long as it takes, as long as it takes, it can take a year, but that's, that's, uh, I'm just putting it out there. Scott McNulty, you're on notice. Um, there is in fact a pod duel taking place right now and, um, you're part of it, buddy. So, uh, buckle up.
1: How? If it makes you feel better, Rob, uh, because I do have a key to Scott's house and I go over there sometimes. I was there two days ago and I pooped in his toilet no less than three times. And um, I used (laughs) I used a lot of his toilet paper. So I really stuck it to him.
0: Well, next time you're over there, if he has like a dry erase board or something, just go ahead and um, write hashtag fan favorite with a circle and a line through it.
1: Okay. I actually, you know what I'll do? I'll get a dry erase board and I'll hang it in his house when he's not there. And then I will write that on it because he just moved into his house. So uh, he needs to decorate and uh, I will start doing that for him when he's out of town. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, so soup, uh, summer soups. I wanted to talk about summer soups before we wrap this up. Uh, what are good summer Summers. soups?
0: Summer soups, um, you know, there's lots of uh, soups with greens. You know, there's, like, southern greens, uh, uh, Indian greens. There's all these, you know, different soups with greens. I think that's specifically a summer thing. I asked about, like, a gazpacho or a vichyssoise or a chilled soup of any sort, and they they um, said, well, it was one of the ladies that works there sort of after-hours. They said, uh, well, we we asked the owner that, or people ask the owner that from time to time, and they just look, she just looks at them and smiles and laughs. What? So I guess there's the answer. No chilled soups anytime soon coming from Infinite Soups in Tacoma. They don't, yeah,
1: they're I not going s- to, th- yeah, I'm. I don't know why. What?
0: I That's don't know bizarre. why. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, Maybe being from Phoenix that, you know, seems more offensive. Like why wouldn't you have chilled things? Yeah. But here in the Pacific Northwest, I mean even in the summertime it gets down to, you know, fifty degrees at night.
1: Oh my so, God. You're yeah. I'm so judged. I am I know so... it's the best. Uh well I'm I'm working on it. I'm I've already put the bug in Zach's ear that when I'm debt free and uh, have grown my online business to a certain income level that we will no longer be residing in Phoenix, at least not full time, because it's fucking bullshit. Um,
0: and he did he did mention that he likes the Pacific Northwest.
1: He's never been episode, there. He
0: except w- that he's never been here, so I don't know why what he's basing it on. But I applaud his um, I applaud his beliefs, or you know. Opinions.
1: I know. It's a great place. I told him we need to visit. He's like, I don't really want to live in like Seattle or anything. I hear the homeless problem is terrible. I go, I don't want to. If I don't need a big city job market, I don't want to live in a big city whatsoever. I want to live in a much, 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 much smaller town. Um, because uh it's much it's much better uh you know i just had my wonderful experience in danvers uh lawyer mitch who i met at the extravaganza posted a tweet of this park that he walked to uh that was gorgeous which led to me googling the town in north carolina where he lives and just being like Holy shit, this is beautiful. People get to live here and yet for some reason I'm living in this, not only do I live in a big city with all of the problems of a big city, but uh, it's also a really hot big city. I just, I'm doing a lot of things wrong with my life here in Phoenix. Um, So as soon as, uh, as soon as I'm making enough money selling Furbies on the internet, um, I'm out of here.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you and if you're able to, you know, essentially telecommute or I don't know what what's the there's a term for that where people just have tech jobs but they move.
1: Yeah, you know, they, they work remotely or whatever. City.
0: Exactly. Yeah, if you can do that and you and you like the Pacific Northwest, there are some sleepy little towns that you would love because once you get outside of the big city, it's just like the woods basically, you know, that's great.
1: That's all I want. So uh, we're going to be and there, neighbors there soon. Very
0: culture. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I look forward to it. And then last update. This is just a callback to the start of this um, episode, but the tetherball. Oh. Tetherball at the tetherball court. Yeah. At the little park that my daughter and I stop at on our way back from the Red Home Cafe after eating breakfast. Uh huh. Today. Today, when we stopped by there after eating our delicious waffles, the tetherball was gone, missing. So probably an act of vandalism. Um, so much for my ongoing joke about being personally trained by a tetherball instructor, and that's what you get for living in a big city. Because Tacoma is exactly what you don't want <laughs> with well... the homeless problem, and the graffiti, and the crime, and the vandalism, and the pub you know open defecation all that
1: stuff yeah that's all of that is bad i will say i think there's still vandalism in small towns because teenagers are bored and they do those things and just vandalism if you're out there and you're thinking about committing acts of vandalism just don't because you're a fucking asshole And it's a card like we talked on the episode about Satanism, how uh, solipsism is a cardinal sin in the church of Satan because it's not thinking outside of yourself. And um, that is what being a vandal is, is you're not thinking outside of yourself. And so you are you think it's funny to steal this tetherball and you're really screwing up a fun tradition that a dad and his daughter are engaging in and you're ruining fun for a lot of other people just because you wanted to be funny with your stupid hoodlum friends. And maybe if you're bored, you should like get into making videos on TikTok or start a band or do basically... Anything else except for fuck shit up for other people. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go.
1: Um, All right. Well, happy Monday, everyone. Well, happy Monday.